Wally's philosophy. the guy in the statue that you win. Well, <laughs> technically he's not. That's they true. call it a Wally. It's it a Jack isn't. Jones. It gentleman, is not Wally. You gentleman are correct. just passed away two years ago. We became great friends. He had had a heart transplant 20 years ago, uh, and he posed for it February of... 69 at the Winter Nationals. This guy's got Someone's a, a historian. And, you and, and, well, but, and, and Again, that, you learn lots and here. And that's an amazing story. Hey, welcome to Car Guy Confessions, brought to you by ARP. I'm Jeff Smith. This is my car buddy, Cam Bancy, and car builder, Steve Strope. And we're going to tell you the story. Hi. So I never get the center seat. We all probably know why. But uh, thanks for coming to our little show here, uh, Car Guy Confessions. Now, Jeff Smith isn't here. He's... Uh, Snow farming, as you That's said. Right. Yes. I like that. Absolutely. So, hi, Jeff, wherever you are. Absolutely. And of course, our title, uh, main people behind us, the lovely ARP, which is ARP bolts.com. Go there and buy a whole ton of stuff for your car now, or truck, or race car, yes. or snowmobile. I'm surrounded by nuts. Right. That's right. Not you two. I mean, <laughs> No, millions of pieces. That, oh, that that's true. Yes. Uh, so anyway, who we have here? If you haven't guessed, uh, he's very recognizable. I'm hoping you're still recognizable. Are you recognizable? It, in small groups of people. In small groups. This is over long fast Jack time. Beckman, who yeah. is a professional funny car driver. Was. He drives. He drives. Well, you still are, and hope to be again someday. All right then. You 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 are a champion. Right. I am technically the world's fastest elevator repairman right now, Steve. You are the world's fit. <laughs> You're an elevator repairman? I am. Which means you have an wow. awesome set of tools? Yeah. I do. <laughs> Parked right outside, as a matter of fact. The van? Awesome. It is. Badass. Otis? <laughs> you, Otis? You work on Otis? Schindler. 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 I, so, so I, saw his list. I don't know how deep you want to get into this. What? <laughs> 1988, fresh out of the Air Force. Uh -huh. I, I hired on at Westinghouse Elevator. Uh -huh. A year later, Schindler bought us. We changed uniforms. I did that for, for 10 and a half years. How do you know elevator names? Because I've got a friend who... Steve, has, this ain't rocket science, Do you know... Science, you know uh, it's, uh, God, Lynn Park is, uh, was for Otis Elevator, and he's the... Do you know who Lynn Park is? No. Lynn Park is the... Uh, <laughs> Probably one of the finest, you know collectors, Park is? finest collectors of Cobras in yeah. the world. I should know who Lynn Park is. Then. In, uh, oh, that Lynn Park, yes. Do you know, yes, do you know him? Yeah. No, well, I was horse just trying to Steve it's good, good sounds That's good. okay, you succeed. Boy, it's going all over the place today. It's okay, so you know guys with elevators. <laughs> so Otis. Otis is the world's biggest. Schindler yeah. is, we're number two. Yes. So, so long story mm. short, I quit, took a huge cut in pay, went and taught drag racing. Which morphed into a 14-year career getting paid to Wait, go whoa, drag whoa. racing. Nice. We're operating on elevators. Mm -hmm. And then how did we go drag racing? I enrolled at the Frank Holly Drag Racing School. I wanted to upgrade my license. This would have been in 1997. Okay, so you're currently in drag racing on your own privately. Yep, yep. I'm a sportsman drag? racer. That's yep, I, I, I okay. fix elevators by day. I, have, I had my 68 El Camino, and then I had bought a used... Super comp dragster. So that was... Uh, okay, so it was a dragster. Correct. July of 91, I did that and raced that car, built a brand new car in 95. It's the car that I eventually won the super comp championship in 03. And today it sits in the NHRA Museum in Pomona. Oh, cool. Yeah. I have so, a hard time getting rid of stuff. So you're... Dri nice. So you're driving on your own. You, wanna, you want to increase your skills. So like a smart person, you go somewhere to learn other things you don't know yet. Yes. You go to Frank Holly's school. Yeah, my mom wasn't rich and my dad didn't have a famous last name. So the way I was going to do it right. was was build a resume and go into Frank Holly's. I upgraded to the top alcohol dragster license. Mm -hmm. uh, that was 97. And then we stayed in touch. And he said, listen, I'm opening we up. We being Frank, Frank Holly, Holly and, and, okay. all, and right. I. Yeah. And, and he said, uh, I'm going to open up at Irwindale Speedway, a stock car school with Ray Everingham, and there's going to come a time there's only one of me, and I can't be in two places at once. What would you think about coming and teaching at the drag race school? And again, sure. it was, it was which a is huge in Pomona. Cut which is in this Pomona. This is at Pomona, exactly. Yeah. And this is mid-90s? This would have been 90, early 98, we started talking. Okay, later 90s. Okay. And then I quit my job November 98 and went to work for Frank, and I never quit. I never stopped working for him. In, in, uh, Are you currently still working for him? July of this year... I flew back to India and taught a class, and I hadn't taught a class in years. We'd done some consultant works. We'd done some lectures together. But as a musician, you'd appreciate this. You don't need two lead singers. You know, I get students say, I want to go to mm. the Frank Holly School, and I want you to be my teacher. I said, but Frank's not going to pay me to come out and teach. 
because Frank's the teacher. Right. And he's a really, really, really good, good teacher. teacher. I, I yeah. know guys that are, to talk about teaching, how important that is, I know guys who are incredible welders. They are incredible. They could weld a squirrel going up a tree. But they couldn't teach it Correct. to save their life. They're, right. yeah. they're miserable Yeah, and that old saying, those, those who can't teach, there's obviously notable exceptions. Frank Hawley is a notable right. exception. Sure, sure. Uh, but nevertheless, it is a skill set to be able to teach. Yeah, I was really fortunate. Uh, How'd you do that? I, 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 there, <laughs> something that you might want to mention is... Who's Frank Holly? For a lot of people, they won't know oh, who Frank you know, Holly is. That's a really good. That's yeah, a really good Frank thing. Frank is, so, so, is in his own right a very famous driver. Frank is a two-time world champion in Nitro Funny Car. Drove the Shy Town Hustler Yay. for Austin Coyle. Yes. Uh, and Frank was one of those guys that was just born to do this. If you listen to the stories, this was before the days of seven crew guys and big rigs going right. down the road. It was a dually. It was an overloaded trailer. It was you right. and one guy if you were lucky, and you got somebody out of the stands when you got to the races to drive the tow car and hope they didn't yank the rope and, or the front of the race car off. And, um, you know, he went out there and he just built his career on his driving. And in 85, he says, you know what? I think I could teach this. And that, that driving school is still going. And it was just, when I went to that in 97, you know, we were talking earlier about ARP, about how do you take a piece of metal and create this work of art out of it? And the average person, A, wouldn't think about that. And even if they wanted to think about that, you would have to walk them through all the steps and explain it before it made sense. Sure. So you say, well, I want to go learn how to drive a race car down a straight piece of asphalt, and this car's not an 11,000 horsepower top fuel car. Can't be that difficult. But then you start explaining the nuances of this, the subtleties sure. of this. As how do we get a person that doesn't know anything to eventually get a super comp license? And the way Frank has done this, when I sat through his class the first time, I'm like, oh, oh my God, I found somebody that I, I just identify with. Hmm. Uh, Frank is not a hard man to figure out. It took me a couple of years, but I, I figured it out. He had cosmetic surgery. They knocked the tips off his ears. He is 400 years further evolved than the rest of our, us humans. He's he's a Vulcan. Yeah. But Fre Frank could read a medical I didn't see that coming. Did research. you see that coming? No, I didn't see that no, coming. No, I, I didn't, I didn't see that. the Vulcan <laughs> reference coming. <Yeah. laughs> he, he I read, hope he's watching. He could Frank. read a medical research journal on how your vision works. And I'd read it, and I'd Mine go back and reread it four times. I, I got the reference, and I do feel for you, brother. Uh, and then I go, okay, here's how we're going to incorporate this into the lectures in the school. And he'll regurgitate it in a way that the average person can digest. It makes perfect sense. It's like, I just learned something about myself. Mm. And I learned a lot about myself going through that first class at Frank Hawley. So when he asked me, would you think about coming out here and teaching full-time, I jumped on it. I quit a career. I quit a great career. Took a cut and pay, went and did it, and... Um, I think that opened up a lot of doors to eventually get my... Hey, my we'd like to thank our sponsor, ARP-Bolts.com. we got a fantastic little backdrop here. They make it an outstanding series of bolts, almost anything you would need for engines, chassis, things like that. In fact, we were at lunch today, and a guy asked you about the, the, the bolt on the back of your shirt, and, it was, and, it was really, and I said, well, it's really about a head bolt. They neck the, 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 the stem down of the bolt on a short small block Chevy head bolt so the clamp load is even across three different head bolt links on a small block Chevy and uh, you know so that that's the kind of technology that you get out of sure. ARP and uh, we, we've all got stories on all that right. stuff well, but, for a uh, translation of what he said call ARPbolts.com <laughs> <laughs> but, but the message is that you can't get any better than that no you so cannot there nope. you go nope. excellent and then just check them out at ARP-bolts.com We'd like to thank our friends at InTheGarageMedia.com. They have three fantastic magazines. They've got Classic Truck Performance. They have Modern Rotting and my favorite, All Chevy Performance, with Nick, my buddy Nick, oh, you're the so editor. Biased. So Correct. yes, of course. Yes. But uh, they're doing print media, which yes. is, uh, of course, our favorite. So in uh, color magazine. and everything. In color and everything, yes. and and you can get your your car on the cover of one of those books, right. which is right. a fun no, that's deal. A lot. Great yeah. tech. You Great tech. By you you know, and not always written by me, but yeah. People. Yeah. Not yeah. always written by me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just so pick it up and read it. At yes. InTheGarageMedia.com, and uh, they're our friends, and uh, they will thank you. So back up in 2005, I drove half a season in Top Fuel. Uh, a lot of my friends. Dragster. Top Fuel Dragster, exactly. Uh, a lot For, of. It was uh, Dexter Tuttle's car. He makes color fast caulking he had a huge presence at the menards stores menards didn't sponsor the car he traded out premium placing on the aisles for that that's wow. how that deal worked wow but it was roger and karen comstock 
You know, if I want to say put me on the map, I think that almost sounds egocentric. And I don't mean it to sound that way. It was Roger and Karen Comstock who gave me the opportunity by bringing some of the operating funding in, and their company was Mail Terminal Services. They processed okay. all the mail that went to the military forward bases uh, back in the early 2000s, which getting mail to the forward military bases in that era was an incredibly important thing. I was a military man. I never had to go overseas in combat. It's already, you're way away from home, you miss your friends, and you want to get your mail. Being part of that program was really, really cool. But we ran half a year in 2005 in Top mm-hmm. Fuel. And we tried to put a program together for 06 with Don Schumacher for a dragster. I was always a dragster guy. And it just didn't work out. It, we were talking about the logistics, trying to get trucks, trailers, parts, sure. all that. It right. just didn't work out. So I went back to racing my super comp car. I was literally, and I know I'm probably bouncing around no, and getting out of order. It's okay. We're following. I was driving my little motorhome and my trailer to a race in Fallon, Nevada. And... Don Schumacher called. We had had a couple initial conversations about, hey, would you think about getting in a funny car? Yeah, if it's a Don Schumacher funny car. I'd I'd have ridden one of his pro stock motorcycles, only because... Not really. But only because everything he puts out there is a winning combination. Now, so... so Again, so we don't assume everybody watching this knows who Don Schumacher is. Schumacher's been around drag racing for a very long he, time. He, he won five national events back in an era, the early 70s, when there weren't many national events on the NHRA tour. He quit early to go run his dad's business, which was Schumacher Electra, which went what she took from a power transformer company to the leading battery charger manufacturer. The guy is an amazing businessman. His son, Tony... Wanted to get back into racing, and Don's like, I'm not helping you. But once Tony did all the fundamental essentials, Don said, okay, you're serious about this. Let's do this. He came back in. Him and Tony won the top field championship in 99, and eventually it grew to multiple teams. Eight nitro cars. They had pro stock cars, pro stock bikes. He is the winningest. By by far, the winningest NHRA team in history. And um, the cool thing is I'm a historian of the sport. I knew who Don Schumacher was. I mean, he was an absolute badass when I was a little kid. And then he signed my pay, my paychecks and I got to drive winning cars for him. So, but, mm. so anyway, so Don Schumacher calls up. I'm on my way to this regional event in Supercomp in Fallon, Nevada. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm, I'm driving to a race. And, and I just happened to say, gosh, I'd much rather be driving your funny car. He said, well, why don't you fly out to Indy this weekend? We'll finish your licensing in the car. I got off the freeway, got back around the other way, <laughs> bought a ticket to Indy, flew out there and got my license, and then mm. debuted in uh, Dallas, Maple Grove, but it got rained out. So Dallas at the end of 2006. 2006. I got 33 national event wins. Whose car? What was the first car you were driving? For, it, it would have been Shuey. the Mail Terminal Services car with Roger and Karen Comstock. They were on for, I think, Everyone, but maybe one of my wins, they stayed on the whole time. Wow. Um, and then and then at various times, it was Matco, it was Valvoline, it was Pennzoil. Um, and then the last six years, it was Infinite Hero. And it wasn't yeah. the sponsor. It was the Chandler family said, we want to change some lives. What they did is they funded two complete funny cars for Don Schumacher Racing and gave one of them to Make-A-Wish and one of them to Infinite Hero. So Make-A-Wish did all those awesome things for kids and their families. Right. And Infinite Hero did all those awesome things for injured veterans and their families. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about changing lives. I always tell people, if you go online and donate 20 bucks or you walk a 5K to raise money, it gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling, but you don't know if your effort went to buying a pen and pencil set for some guy behind a desk. The money we raised, we selected where it went. We met the people whose lives were changed by that. Mm. And I've been in a room with eight, Medal of Honor recipients. And, and you want to talk about you ain't got a snowball's chance in hell of being the top 10 coolest guy in that room. And I was so okay with that. Just so many humbling moments being around people that had done crazy heroic things and continued to do great things for other people. So mm. to be a small part of that was awesome. So that was the last six years of, of my uh, funny car career. But Terry Chandler, who was the one that was obsessed with drag racing, her brother Johnny was a teammate of mine for a while. When he retired, she says, honey, I don't want to stop going to the races. I'll just fund two teams and go out there. And she passed away 4th of July, 2017, I believe. Her husband, Mm. Doug, who's not a drag race fan, said, you know what? Three more years in her honor. 
I'll do that for you guys. So wow. we knew at the end of 2020 that was winding that down. Was that. Wow. Yeah, right. and and by the way, it wasn't an easy time to find sponsors in 2020. I was faced with the very real possibility of not having a job for the first time since I was 10 years old. Yeah. And uh, one week after my last race, I went back to work fixing elevators. After 22 years off, wow, just a very surreal, I was going to say moment, a very surreal month. Yeah. Just getting back in the swing of stuff. Because like in 22 years, I mean, imagine you're a really good mechanic in 1968 and you went on a desert island for 22 years. And when you come out, the 1990 cars, they kind of look the same. They kind of do the same things, but the technology to get there has right. completely changed. They have yeah. tires. They have I'll, tires. Same. That's they have it. tires. That's it. That's about oh. all they have in common. So a much. lot of catching up. Yeah, Still yeah, no kidding. Too. So is that the, that's what happened with your uh, elevator practice. So, so, yeah. so yeah, I did 1,600 hours of overtime in the last... Uh, 16 months and and still still just catching up because wow. everything has gone over to solid state. It was right. there before I left the trade the first time, but most of what we serviced was relay logic. In other words, you could trace an electronic or an electrical signal point to point to point to point to point. Everything's circuit boards now. It's okay. it's an entirely different way of troubleshooting. Sure. So, I, I think it's I think it's crazy too. Just I'm I'm taking this in because I've, I've sure. known Jack and spoke with him, but it's for those of you watching and listening it. If you're grabbing the gravity of the situation, this gentleman was at the extreme top of drag racing, and it'll just change. And instead of you know pity party, yeah. instead of you know when he's yep. right back to doing you know going and doing something, getting a paycheck, earning a living, right. and and uh, as you say, you're fortunate to be back in the thing that you know right. that you knew yeah, that yeah, when I, you well, left. A, but that's question. that's really yeah. that's very surreal to a point to oh, even yeah. imagine it. I, I'm I'm just yeah. listening and I'm, I'm like yeah. going, I can't. I've that's been doing well, yes. same thing. So I've been building cars professionally for you know right. two or three weeks. Yeah. So so and, how many guys get to follow <laughs> two passions? Right. Yeah. You do. Well, yeah. But the thing is, is I can't imagine not be, like for something happening and I'm not building cars anymore and right. I got to go back to whatever i it would be it would be it would be very hard extreme it would be very hard for me to to take 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 that mindset off and undo that and, right. and do another thing I, well, well i have a question I mean, kudos yeah. to you for i have that. a question Thank for jack you. for jack okay so just in your you're talking about 20 years okay people talk about you know they look at top fuel he goes the motors are loosely based based on hemi motors you know it's not close it'll just change and instead of you know, pity party. Yeah. Instead of you know, when he's yep. right back to doing, you know, going and doing something, getting a paycheck, earning a living. Right. And and uh, as you say, you're fortunate to be back in the thing that you know right. that you knew yeah, that yeah, when I, you well, left. I have a, I have but that's question. that's really yeah. that's very surreal to a point to oh, even yeah. imagine it. I, I'm I'm just yeah. listening and I'm, I'm like yeah. going, I can't. I've that's been doing well, yes. same thing. So I've been building cars professionally for you know right. two or three weeks. Yeah. So so and, how many guys get to follow <clears throat> two passions? Right. Yeah. You do. Well, yeah. But the thing is, is I can't imagine not be, like for something happening and I'm not building cars anymore and right. I got to go back to whatever I it would be it would be it would be very hard extreme it would be very hard for me to to take 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 that mindset off and undo that and, right. and do another thing I, well, well I have a question I mean kudos yeah. to you for I have that. a question Thank for Jack you. for Jack okay so just in your you're talking about 20 years okay people talk about you know they look at top fuel he goes the motors are loosely based based on hemi motors you know it's not close in terms of actual reality but that's was the design the hemispherical all very different so my question is over those 20 years that you've been racing what's happened what is the stuff that we wouldn't see say we're we're a fan we just went to the to the world finals we went to that we see the cars they're faster tracks shorter a bunch of things that we can say okay these things have happened but for you in terms of the technology of the cars because you're obviously intimately, intimately involved in what's going on what things have happened over the last, even the last 10 years, did you say this is remarkable that this is happening safety-wise, power-wise, right. whatever? Because the power is extreme. I've got a friend of mine who, who runs uh, a top dragster, and his motor is making 3,200 horsepower. Well, that used to be a top fuel motor. And you could buy it mail order. Yes, and that's what that's he did. That's the mind-boggling That's thing. what he yeah. did. He's got a 3,200 horsepower motor yeah. that he just bought. So when you All say tuned. what's changed over the, that 20 years, I hope this analogy makes sense. 
you measure your kids against the door jam, right? right. You don't see them grow every day, but right. when you see all those different lines, you're like, oh my gosh, my son's 15. I took him to Pomona. We got to sit in the stands and a lot of people that hadn't seen him for a couple of years, he couldn't walk 10 feet with them saying, oh, you're so big. Look at you. You've grown. Uh, okay. Because they hadn't seen him. Right. So you take a top fuel car in uh, 2006, I set the quarter mile ET record in Nitro Funny Car at 333.66 miles an hour. Now, in 2008, they shortened the racetrack to 1,000 yeah. feet. We were running out of room. If both chutes didn't come out on time, if the throttle stuck, right. it, it, bad things could happen. Sure. So the difference between a funny car in 2006 and a funny car in 2022 is they've added about 170 pounds to them. And if you understand anything about Newton and physics you can't accelerate a bigger mass at the same rate unless something else changes. So when they shortened the track, a lot of people said to me, well, I guess the crew chiefs will just lean on them harder now. I said, no, they lean on them exactly as hard as they can right now. The only difference is you don't have 320 feet of acceleration at the end of the run, but they're accelerating it early as best as they know how to do. So with the clutch, how letting yes. it grab more yeah, well, right it's it's a progressive clutch because you've got eleven thousand horsepower and you've got a starting line that will take seven thousand and then out at 150 feet it'll take eight thousand and then out at 300 feet once you get some downforce it'll take 9500 and out by 500 feet with the aerodynamic load give it all eleven thousand if the racetrack's not too hot so with that being understood how come the cars have gotten ridiculously faster? Robert Height, I went 333. Are they All faster time, or quicker? Both. Because you're going a shorter distance. Both. So. They're, they're absolutely both. I've got the all-time speed record at a quarter mile at 333. In a 1,000-foot, Robert Height's gone 339. Oof. And guess what? They can go faster. NHRA just started putting the rev limiters down on the cars. It's not a true rev limiter. It's ignition retard device. But... They'd go 341, 342 if they didn't limit them right now. So what's happened is the crew chiefs just keep finding one thing here, one thing here, one thing here, well, one thing here. nickel and dime it, you're going to have $1,000 oh, sooner or later. And once you get those 400 little things, you look at that mark of your kid, and it's, oh, my God, he's an inch and a half taller now. Now what? Well, you, you just go back through them again and again. One of the hmm. biggest things wouldn't seem like a big thing. In 2015, and we were not the first funny car to do this, we were the first funny car to take full advantage of this. With Jimmy Prock and John Medlin as my crew chief, the, the headers, I believe at the time, if, you, if the front of the car was there, the rear of the car is there, and the headers come out at this angle, that was, I believe, 55 degrees. Oh, the sweep back? Yep. Okay. We, we laid them back more. And went out and... It's adding to acceleration? Well... the pressure coming out? So, so sometimes you got to have the result first like before you come up... like a fake jet engine? It's actually propulsion? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so... so Hey, it's free. It's there. Jet powered. So if you'd ask me, if you'd ask me, Sonoma 2015, hey, you're move, you're 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 thrusting, so it moves the car forward a little bit better now. How much quicker? Because remember, we don't care about speed. We care about ET. Sure. How much quicker do you think that'll make the car? Top of my head, I would have said a hundredth and a half. When all was said and done, it was over a tenth of a second, yeah, about yeah, twelve hundredths. And, and let me brutal. tell you, a tenth of a second is literally the blink of an eye. It's enormous in drag racing. Sure. So, so now that we know what the results were, let's go back and figure out why they were that way. Well, what happened is when you stepped on the throttle, they calculated that at max fuel load, which by the way is not the starting line, it's out about four hundred feet. You've got roughly eight hundred pounds of thrust. Yeah, it's a concussion per pipe. Yeah. 6,400 pounds of thrust coming out of those pipes. Well, they're vectored, right? It pushes down, it pushes forward, and if you're looking from the front of the car, they're angled out, it pushes It's centered. In. It's pushing center. So what happened was we were crushing the car into the racetrack so hard when we stepped on the throttle that that tire got smaller. Once you stopped doing that, you moved it forward more and down less, you had more tire on the ground. Well, if you got more tire on the ground, now instead of the starting line being able to take 6,000 horsepower, it could take 8,000. Right? So yeah. you fed it more clutch. <clears throat> clutch is what accelerates right. the car. Right. You could literally look at the G-meter on a run and tell a good run from a bad run. The only thing that makes a car fast is a G-meter. The higher they are, the longer the Gs stay high, the quicker the run will be. So... Right. 
that was that one month where your kid grew four and a half inches. So yeah. when you stood back and said, why did the performance of Funny Car take a quantum leap there after, after kind of a barely rising linear graph, it did this. The headers did that. But guess what? The huh. top fuel guys couldn't benefit quite the same because they've got that wing and the header angle was going to do some weird stuff. Yeah, it's going to play with the aerodynamics. But they still got quicker. The crew mm. chiefs just picked away right. at all these little things. See what but, you learn on this program? But, but, so Cam, ah. but, but back, to your, back to your original question, if the, the, the audience is going, okay, but, but what changed in the rules? Well, what changed in the rules is NHRA allowed us to do less and less and less, and eventually they, there is nothing allowed to be submitted for a performance improvement over the last five years. The only thing that you could submit for a parts change would be as if it increases safety or decreases the cost of racing. Sure. So the crew chiefs were able to do yeah. most of this within this tight little confine. And how they did it is rocker arm geometry, cam profiles, just picking away and massaging sure. at small sure. things. Are clutch levers, finesse, finesse, finesse. Mm. Right. Oh. In incremental gains. Yeah, yeah. Be because when, when something's brand new, uh, take drag racing in, in 1958. An Oldsmobile, a Cadillac, a Chevy, a, a Chrysler Hemi. There are no rules. Run what you brung. The gains are going to be tremendous because the baseline ain't that good, right? right? Well, now that everything kind of goes down to this paradigm, which is the Chrysler Hemi, the wheelbase is 300 and a dragster, it's 125. Once you start fixing the rules, the gains become harder and smaller. You bet. Right? True. And, and yet they still keep making them. Pro stock car is kind of the same way. Oh, 500 yeah. cubic inches, gasoline, 2,350 right. pounds. They went from carburetors to fuel injection, but they keep making them better and better. Right. Well, Smart people. Well, that's just it. I mean, that's what the crew chief's job was. I mean, uh, I remember going to the PHR championships in 1984, 85. It was a, I was the editor of the magazine, and I remember going to those events and talking to Frank and talking to Austin Coyle in particular. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Unbelievable. At, at that time, he was the best. There Mechanical nobody, engineer. Nobody better than Austin Coyle. So, yeah. yeah well, so. well, right, what's your favorite ice cream? A, a yeah. lot of us have three favorites. Yeah. Right? Austin Coyle is the best crew chief of all time. Now, now I, I, I wouldn't argue with 10 other names that were put out there of as course. well. Of course. I, 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 during COVID, had a wonderful opportunity to do more historic research. And I almost have a complete collection of drag news. If you're a drag race fan, uh, you would know <laughs> National Dragster right now. That's NHRA's periodical. It came out in April of 1960. But the first real one was drag wow. news, March 4th, 1955, I I'm pretty sure. And on the cover of that first one, it only covered like five drag strips back then, all Southern California. It hadn't gone nationwide yet. Listed the winners from Santa Ana Drags in late February of 1955. And one of those winners is a gentleman named Gene Adams. From 1955. Mm. Yeah. Gene Adams yeah, was at Bakersfield a couple weeks ago tuning the winning car in wow. a fuel dragster. Wow. And to see people like that who were smart in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and he's still doing right. it. I think he's 87. And then three pits away. and I'm He's getting tuning? Oh, yeah. Three, what gets better? Three pits away is, is his old driver, Don Enriquez. Yes who sure. still works for Hillborn after 58 years, yeah. driving Incredible. a dragster at 81 years old. I just, it's mind-blowing. Roland was That's still crazy. doing some of the Nostalgia Funny Car stuff, R too. Roland was tuning a few years ago. He's had some health issues yeah, since right. then. Heard, and, right. and, and my thoughts... He was doing bubble, the bubble-up car with... Prendergrind, wasn't he? Uh, was uh, no, uh, Ron Hodgson, Hodgson. That's a tough one to pronounce sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he worked with he worked with uh, uh, Jim Murphy's top fuel dragster out there. But it's... It's cool to see your heroes sure. still be badass yeah. three yeah. decades later. See, it can't happen in boxing. You could be a Muhammad Ali fan. When he's 56, he's not going to get in there and fight good. No. For tuners, well, John Force still getting it done. As long as you're still sharp. Yeah, yeah, John Force, 73, wow. still, still getting it done out there. It's, I love drag racing because the sport is not that old, not compared to baseball sure. or something like that. We still have a couple first-generation people left. July 10th of 2021, I had the honor of emceeing a birthday party for a gentleman named Ed Iskandarian. You probably yeah. know him as Isky. And that yeah. was his 100th birthday, yeah. and he sat in a top fuel car and cackled it that day. I think it scared the bejesus out of him. But I'm he did sure it, it did. So yeah, he's sure 101 did. now. We did yes. a dinner with him last week. Still going strong. How many sports? And Alex, right from SoCal Exidious. Exidious. Alex is 100, 100 years old 100, as well. 100 or 101. So, so I was at the NHRA Museum 
three years ago. They were doing some panel function. I've had the honor of being able to MC a lot of those. But I, I asked Alex when everything was said and done, I said, would you mind if we got a picture together? And he looked at me and said, why would you want your picture taken with me? I'm like, you're, <laughs> even, you're even cooler than I thought. Yeah, I said, because yeah, you you're Alex Exhibit. Yes, yes. There's a guy that goes back to the Dry Lakes the very Bonneville no, the in very the beginning. 40s. You bet. Just, it's, I'm telling you, it just gives me goosebumps. Well, he yeah. was there with Parks. And the whole deal when it first came down, you know, back in the safety safari times and all that. Back, I mean, back when it was called the Drag Safari. They yes. hadn't even renamed it the Safety Safari really? back Interesting. then. Interesting. Really that. cool. I've got a great yeah. picture of those guys yeah. all together that's just from like 61, and they've got all their cars on the on the starting line at Lions. You know, it's all the, all, all the phone poles and the wires and the everything and all 61 cars, you know, 1961 Pontiac. There was a Pontiac Safari in there. There was but crazy, crazy. Those guys were just amazing innovators for the time. We'd like to thank our friends at InTheGarageMedia.com. They have three fantastic magazines. They've got Classic Truck Performance. They have Modern Rotting and my favorite, All Chevy Performance, with Nick, my buddy Nick. Oh, you're the so editor. biased. So, yes, of course. Yes. But uh, they're doing print media, which yes. is, uh, of course, our favorite. So, in uh, color magazine. and everything. In color and everything. Yes. And, and you can get your, your car on the cover of one of those books, right. which is right. a fun no, deal. A Great yeah. tech. You Great tech. By you no, not always written by me, but yeah. People. Yeah. Not yeah. always written by me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just so pick it up and read it. At yes. InTheGarageMedia.com, and uh, they're our friends, and uh, they will thank you. So we'd like to thank our sponsor, ARP and ARP-Bolts.com. And, uh, I mean, we all three build cars. We all work yeah. on this stuff. And I, I mean, tinker. You tinker. I we, tinker. Yes, we all build. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's, it's kind of a, a really cool multiple-purpose fastener for me because there's all the science and all the technology which is bottomless trust me unbelievable amount of research that they put into these sure, things absolutely and on top of it you get them out of the garagemedia.com they have three fantastic magazines they've got classic truck performance they have modern rotting and my favorite all chevy performance with nick my buddy nick oh, you're so the editor. biased so Correct. yes of course yes. but uh they're doing print media which yes. is uh, of course our favorite so uh, color magazine. And everything. in color and everything yes. and and you can get your your car on the cover of one of those books right. which is right a fun no, deal a great yeah. tech you can great tech by you, you know not always written by me but yeah people. Yeah. Not yeah. always written by me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just so pick it up and read it. At yes. InTheGarageMedia.com, and uh, they're our friends, and uh, they will thank you. So we'd like to thank our sponsor, ARP and ARP-Bolts.com. And, uh, I mean, we all three build cars. We all work yeah. on this stuff. And I, I mean, tinker. You tinker. I we, tinker. Yes, we all build. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's, it's kind of a, a really cool multiple-purpose fastener for me because there's all the science and all the technology which is bottomless trust me unbelievable amount of research that they put into these sure, things absolutely and on top of it you get them out of the the package and they're absolutely beautiful which i've joked before it's like jewelry for your right. car and when pre-oil we're building it yeah. when we're yeah and when we're building a high-end car it there isn't anything else going on it i need it's part of the criteria for right. me to have them lining the engine bay, not just on the engine, everywhere. Yeah. Right. So, so you get all the strength, the durability, the reliability, and fantastic good looks. Right. Sure. Kind of like Jeff here. And without, yeah. without peer. Without peer. <laughs> with, and you know what? Or peer. With, with, without peer. There's, no, there's nobody else Correct. that does that what is, they do. It is. So check them out at ARP-Bolts.com, and they can help you out. What they did, Wally had his detractors, but I think anytime you look at somebody that's at the top of their pyramid... Uh, uh, Look at us. I'm not, I'm not trying to sugarcoat this. I'm trying to say this as honestly as I can. I think they're more interested in their creativity than appeasing everybody. Yeah. So Wally wasn't afraid to rattle some cages, but what he did was magnificent. Just absolutely stunning. Look, look at the legacy he's left us for. You bet. You bet. And he cared, well, that's the thing is he actually cared about the sport. Yes. So, so Wally's... Wally's whole Wally's philosophy. the guy in the statue that you win. Well, <laughs> technically he's not. That's they true. call it a Wally. It's it a Jack isn't. Jones. It gentleman, is not Wally. You gentleman are correct. just passed away two years ago. We became great friends. He had had a heart transplant 20 years ago, uh, and he posed for it February of... 69 at the Winter Nationals. This guy has got Someone's a, a historian. And, you and, and, well, but, and, and Again, that, you learn lots and here. that's an amazing story. The, you know the weird thing, though, is I'm trying to remember 
numbers and dates here. I don't have a great memory. Like, I'm talking to my elevator buddy today. I couldn't remember the job I went to on my third stop for overtime last night. And this guy remembers where he was 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, all I'm saying is I love drag racing so much, I try to be good at it, but I'm an elevator guy now. And all that stuff got put in a storage room in the back of my head. And I really got to think harder to retrieve that right now. But the Wally Trophy was first presented at Indy in 1969. That was the first time the first somebody run, huh? was officially given right. it for race winning. That, that trophy? That with correct. him being the model by the slick? And there, right. there's, it, there's pictures of that banquet that they had at Indy. And, and Don Garlitz is... Him and Tommy Ivo, it's insane. Clearly a horrible memory. What their memories are. It's insane. No, no. But what, well, I'll give you an example. I, I emailed Ivo. I said, hey, was that Niagara Raceway where you won the 59L Camino for winning the NHRA race? And he emails back at 4.20 in the morning. That's Ivo's lunchtime. And he says, ah, Jack, apparently you don't remember. He remembers the last time he told me. It was 1960, and it was Montgomery Dragway wow. where he won that one. Wow. But I had called Garlitz for some That's info about something. And... I switched some years in my head and I said, Don, when you got burned at Chester in 19, uh, what was it? 56. Sure. He's like, no, 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 that wasn't 56. Then he, he rattles off the table. Oh, well, by that time I got back to my notes right. and he's just right along the lines. And to be a participant in the sport, let me see if I can make this make sense. You're a decent high school baseball player and Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth are hanging out in the grandstands yeah. and want to talk to you afterwards. That's how I feel about drag racing. Well, you're, you're, you're too humble because obviously your experience and your accomplishments are amazing. And, and your memory is beyond belief. My, my it's first, not that good. My yeah. first job was at National Dragster. That was my first automotive job I was working. And, and I was the guy who brought Phil Burgess to the group. I right? was just going to say, now, how about that? So, so, so the average... And Phil just got his fifth or 40th. Yeah, So, and, right. but he's been at the helm for 34 years yes. as editor or something yes. like that. Which, if you look at the history of editors in National Director, I don't think anybody ever lasted six years Nowhere. There. Jim Edmonds was the guy when I was there. And what a list of people. And Jim and Jim. Neil I don't Britt. know. Neil Britt. Sure, Neil was there. Bill I, Holland. Went, yeah, just, just I a I worked with who. all those guys. In fact, my first freelance job was for Bill Holland. So so back way back when. But yeah, I remember uh, Phil was a friend of mine, Van Toon, and I. Sure, see Van. See yep. Van Toon. We were pals at PHR, and he introduced me to Phil, who was his friend from high school, and Phil, all Phil wanted to do was work in the drag racing business. That's, and he wasn't. I don't know what he was doing, but he wasn't in drag so, racing. So Phil's another one of my go-to guys. So, well, so I brought Phil in, and then it was very funny because Leslie Lovett was there like two days later. So, so Leslie Lovett yes. took the photo of Jack Jones on the starting line of Pomona yes. that became wow, the trophy. I do remember that. That's the Wally trophy. Because wow, it was cool. up on his wall in, in his photo lab. So here's another interesting story, which oh I think we could tell it now because Jack passed away. Anywhere. No, this, hey, this. So, 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 I, I like table tennis. So Jack Jones, there yes. wound up being a lawsuit with NHRA and Jack Jones. Yeah. And, and right, wrong, whatever. It is what it is. Let's just say he wasn't in the greatest graces with NHRA. In 2009, I wanted to film a short segment about where he was standing. We don't know the exact spot. We got a slick. We got a helmet. We got goggles. We got a glove. And I told you guys that in 1969 at Indy was the first time they presented the Wally Trophy. So, so it technically should have gone to Top Gas, Top Fuel, and Nitro Funny Car. On Guys was Funny Car. Uh, I'm, I'll remember Top Gas in a second. But Perdome won Funny Car. I'm sorry, Perdome won top fuel. Perdome brought his trophy to the race so I could use it in that piece. So I'm holding the 1969 top fuel Wally. And my buddy is filming this piece here. And of course, we got to get permission because they're going to put it on the show. They didn't want me saying Jack Jones. Mm, of course they And didn't. I said, guys, you can't change history. history. So here's how I sold Good. it. Good I for stood standing on, up for I that. stood on the mm -hmm. starting line. I said, here I am standing where 40 years ago, another Jack... Top gas racer yeah. Jones that was posed good. for this again, and they let that fly there. Oh my gosh. But um, it's, I've been asked many times, and I know I didn't answer it the way it was intended. What's your greatest accomplishment in drag racing? But I answered it in the most honest way. My greatest accomplishment in drag racing is that I'm great friends with Frank Hawley. I inducted him into the Hall of Fame. I've got to meet and hang out with Wally Parks. I can walk into a room with so many of these legends 
and have a conversation with them. And I'm that kid in, in the, right. the high school baseball game. Mm. So, so NHRA's first national event, and I know I'm bouncing all over the place, but, but this is how cool this sport's been to me. Their first national event, which was the culmination of the drag safari in 1955. They went around and set up regional races all around the country, mm -hmm. towed to truck, trailer trophies, PA wiring, all the electronics to put on a race. And they're trying to undo, at that time, the, the public's bad image of Dedicated hot to safety. riders and street guys, and there was all right. those bad B-movies showing... Every, yeah. Hot Rods to Hell, right? Yeah. And they, they, yeah. they, they, one so they're of, trying to undo this. One of the original Drag Safari members, Parker, was a chief of police there. So he obviously could get the local police together and get them to support this event. Law enforcement was an enormous supportive device for the first few years of NHRA. Right. True, then it you makes had sense. This, you want to get the kids off the street? Great, let's help. Then you had this weird deal, and you'd have to ask Encyclopedia Brett Kepner about this. It just yeah. got a little odd where yeah. there's an association boycotted. And Anyway, so uh, Great Ben, Kansas, 1955, was not Labor Day weekend, that right. first national event that, right. that eventually morphed into the U.S. National. It wasn't even called the U.S. Nationals. I don't think they'll 77. It was just the okay. Nationals. Yes. Because there, there, was, there nothing was nothing else. else. Right. So... Somebody had to make the first run. Somebody was the ribbon-cutting run to say NHRA has made the big time. Wally Park selected a gentleman named Art Crisman to do yeah. that. Art Crisman passed away several years ago. Mm -hmm. I've got a picture of him. Also standing. a master car builder. Oh, just master top, yeah. top, top level car builder. I see you've done your homework. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, his stuff graced tons of stuff I grew up reading, but he was also in a whole bunch of different right. issues of Rider's Journal and some pieces that he'd done and redone. And he's, he's, that, those guys are just top shelf quality. So, so he was, And a great racer. Yeah, so he was hot-rodding royalty. Sure. Right. And he would have maybe been as big as Don Garlitz, but he quit, I think, in 62 to go work for Autolite, and they had a no-racing clause, and he, he, he just created another uh, legacy for himself doing that. But he made the first run. And I have a was that like the chis the chiseler that would have been the number twenty five car the root beer color oh the the oh. coupe the, yeah, the yeah, chopped yeah. coupe yeah the wheel cap yeah, it, yeah, it was actually a roundy coupe. round car mm. well huh. it was a it was a trackster converted to a dragster a right. trackster yeah okay. yeah I love it love it so uh, my super comp car had a tribute to him on the scoop when it wore the number one. It said September 29th, 1955, first run in NHRA's Nationals history, Art Crisman, and I got a great picture of him and I standing next to my car. That's and, cool. And just, wow. again, are sports young enough? They're dying off now at an alarming rate, but I've got to meet and spend time with so many of them. You yeah. could never, I'm never giving back my right. experience here. Well, this, this is awesome. I, I went to Tom McEwen, who I worked with at... Um, I can't remember the name of the magazines. Uh, Marcel will remember. And but Jason. Tom probably made a lot but, of money from that. Yeah, oh, of course, of course. And we went to, he says, you got to come. We're going to do, they're, there's, they're prepping for the Cackle Fest. And all those guys are at Christmas. We were at Christmas Place. And all those guys are sitting and they're, they're all testing, testing and tuning. T tell them what a Cackle Fest is. Well, you know, Cackle Fest is where they, they fire them off. Uh, they line them all up. They line historic them all up. and vintage historic. drag cars. Correct. Historic and vintage drag cars. Very important part of that deal. And they, they fire them all off at the same time. And it's a it's just this crazy sound fest of classic drag racing sound. And these cars. And it's the original. On nitro. On nitro. And it, and oh, yeah. No, it, it's, no, it's real stuff. So we can oh, see all nitro right. flames that are just lined up down the track. And they light right. them all so, off at the same so, and, time. And at and Christmas, they were all testing them. Uh, and it was, you know, a lot of octogenarians sitting in cars going like, you know, my <laughs> brain's getting scrambled here, but I'm having a great time. So, so Steve so. Gibbs just had his Nitro revival at Irwindale week before last. Yes. They lined up 41 cars on the racetrack. There's 70 some out of the pit. But it literally went start, wow. start line to finish. It'll be wow. next year, Good. November next year. Not to be missed event. Right. And I got to cackle the Dugs. Headers, oh, 67 Corvair. No, Funny Corvair. Car. Corvair. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was a Nova too, right? Yeah, so, like so the candy ba red one. Background Corvair's on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. At Indy, uh, Indy 2017, I was racing Nitro Funny Car, the Infinite Hero Car. The guy who did the restoration, it's a recreation of the Doug's Corvair, walks over to my pit. We had already talked about this many times. He said, Hey, I, here's my friend you asked me to bring over. Doug Thorley. Now, in 2017, cool. uh, it would have been the 50th anniversary 
of the first time Indianapolis ran a nitro funny car eliminator. Guess who won in 1967? Go ahead, guess. Doug Thorley. So, Doug- and for those of you, right. again, not knowing all this stuff, it's, we got to assume that everybody knows. Doug Thorley is a very early innovator in exhaust. Thorley, Thorley yes. had Doug Doug's Thorley headers. headers. Doug's, headers yes. Doug's headers was literally hand-painted on front fenders of cars. Oh, my God. How did you know that? So, so, <laughs> because. so Doug at 88 climbed up into my funny car on jack stands got in the cockpit, and I've got a picture with him. What I didn't know at the time is back in 1963, my dad bought a brand new vet, drove it over to Doug, says, I want to buy a set of headers for it. Doug said, we don't have them for the Gen 2 cars. We're waiting to get a prototype, and then we'll build you a set. My dad said, here's the keys. Call me when it's done. And then had Doug's headers hand-lettered in the vents on the side of his Corvette in 1963. What a great car, too. Oh, amazing. And, 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 and. I have got to take the ashes of so many of my heroes on 300 mile an hour runs. That's cool. Really? Oh yeah, you were doing that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Gas Ronda was a stud in drag racing in 1964. He was like the top stock champ and he got burned really bad in January of 70, a funny car. And that was the end of his driving career, but he never stopped being an amazing human being. I got to induct him in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. When he passed away, the family gave me his ashes. I've taken him along at like four different races. It just, wow. It's just, it's so rewarding to be part of something that's a small effort for me and a big difference to the families, if that makes sense. Is he in the cup holder? Well, I can't tell you that. It might not be legal. <laughs> I, I, I found a sandwich bag a sandwich yeah. bag in the pocket is the easiest way to go. So, so I but took, that's awesome. I listen, mean, it's amazing. I took a lady's husband, yeah. sandwich bag, put it in my fire suit, made the run, came back, got out. I can't find his ashes anywhere. So when the guys come back, the car goes up on jack stands, all the tin comes off. It was in, it had fallen out when I got out of the car, it was in the tin under the trailer. I'm like, oh my God, oh. I just lost her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> you know, something that you wouldn't have ever thought anywhere else, you'd hear it here. You'd hear it here first. You know, you don't hear about this stuff. Does anybody ever talk about that? Nobody talks about no. that. So, so no. we, but, we're a breakthrough like that group. you don't yeah. really advertise because you'd probably be barraged by 500 people that Guaranteed. want and expect you to do that. You know, the tough part is you get a lot of fans say, hey, my cousin just died. Will you put a sticker on the car? Yeah. And, and the problem is when you have a corporately funded car, yeah. at yeah, some point, fly. well, at some point the car owner goes, hey, guys, time out. I appreciate this. We want to help these families out. We can't have 50 stickers of people on the car that have passed away. We, we just can't do this. Right. Yeah. It's as simple as if I let you, then I got to let everybody else. Right. right. So you, you just don't advertise stuff like that. Right. When people come up, I've taken Purple Hearts down the racetrack. I've taken Silver Stars down the How racetrack. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah. I love that. You know, sometimes family have a child pass away, and they'll bring me a picture, and I'll just stick it down in the seat insert, make sure we get a 300-mile-an-hour run, then give it back to them. And it's just to see the look. Let me tell you, it's not a big effort on my part. No. I stuck a picture in my seat. It didn't take anything on my part. Right. What a difference But that shows what family. a human you are. You know, yeah, look well, at you. But, You've got a compassion for these people. But you know, people. they'll never forget that day. They right? won't. Right. They'll never forget yeah. that. You know, I, I had a discussion about you the other day. Um, especially after I had invited you to come over here and do this. And I was talking with different people uh, that eat, breathe, and sleeve and, and, and love drag racing. And I'm like, I'm hoping to God he gets another ride. And we were talking about that, you know, the possibility, plausibility, how hard it is to get the, the corporate money and it's the sponsorships. Right, right. It's really hard. And somebody had brought up um, these like. They, I forget which friend said it, but it was a. Uh, well, and then there's the the hard, difficult end of it. Of he's older, and and a lot of these companies want new, fresh faces. Right. Of people have got Instagram pages and TikTok pages, and I go, wouldn't you want if you're spending a lot of money? Wouldn't you also want somebody who like you know wins and is also an awesome brand ambassador? And, you know, sitting and talking with you, and I've, I've known you for a little while, but in my brain, because I'm always marketing in my head, I'm like, if I had corporate money, I'd be after your ass because not only have you shown numbers-wise you know how to drive and you know how to not damage equipment, but you uh, are classy and even just these conversations, you actually care about humans, you got a good heart. I'm like, right. that should weigh in 
as much as anything else. Cam, I didn't when hear the you're last minute. Can, money. You, can you just repeat the last Seriously. one minute again? I didn't hear yeah. any of that. No, I'm serious. Well, and this is my own, absolutely. It's it's my. It, I have a I have a beef with this. It's it's the same thing out in the rest of the world. In my world, because of how TV came in and made superstars of guys that I literally wouldn't let sweep the floors in right. my shop. You know, it, it it's so frustrating to me. It's like. Yeah, but they have a million followers, well, which means yeah, every time we advertise, yeah. a million eyes see our ad, and I'm like, yeah, but that goes so far. That doesn't mean any of those people buy your product. Exactly. This, this is doesn't mean thing that shit. Yes. So you know, I, I don't have you my want own something opinion. with class and, I, and knowledge? I haven't posted you know. on social media for 11 months, and it's not to offend anybody. I think it's like text, texting. There's a time when texting is the best way to utilize. It's a right. tool, right? Right. Sure. And it's a tool that gets used way too damn much Correct. and replaces Correct. personal Actual conversation. So I yeah. haven't posted for 11 months because frankly, I can't imagine anybody gives a crap where I ate lunch or how many elevator calls I went out to. And the other thing is sometimes you forget to live life when you're too busy posting. I right. do understand that there's a metric for that. Right. But, but uh, Bob Florian and I were talking, he's a marketing guy. Uh, uh, that's, his, that's his area. That's his niche at a ARP here. And we're talking about stickiness when it comes to advertising. So, right. so social media, the stickiness factor is so tiny, but you make it up in, in the quantity. Yeah. Ugh, man, I don't I, think so. I almost think it's a false metric. I, I agree. I, I, you know, the whole routine of like, do you want a shotgun blast or do you want a rifle right. shot? It, it, do you want a guy who's actually going to move the needle for you or do you want somebody who's just going to have a whole stadium full of folks who go, oh, yeah, I know about that. Is it a branding exercise or is it a, is it a sales so, exercise? So if you're crawling through the desert, yeah. this would be the most valuable thing on the planet and you would treat it that way, right? You bet. If it's pouring in Kentucky and your house has got four feet of water in it, water ain't that valuable. Right. Right. I think social well, maybe clean drinking water. I think something. social media is a little bit like what Ew. Noah was floating in, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think I, you're but, right. But hey, listen, Steve. Dead cat. <laughs> but this this all falls under the category of life ain't fair, right? right? True. In in NASCAR racing, where there's a, I'm not saying they're better drivers. I'm saying there's a deeper skill set that requires more specific skills than drag racing. What happens Heresy. is. They all start driving at four or five years old, and they start climbing the pyramid. Right. And by like, the, like an F one driver, exactly yes. so those same, guys same exact deal. Driving so once they get to be eight. fourteen, you can tell they get closer to the top of the pyramid, and those people get picked for driver training programs. Drag racing is not the same thing, and I like that it's not the same thing. And it's mm. the reason drag racers don't make three million dollars a year. With, it, with drag racing, it was always drag your crap out to the track and run it. Well, right. that morphed into cars are faster and faster and faster, and now we're going to go after a driver for a specific slot, but there's 50 people that can do that. Which one are they going to pick? Right. The one that markets best. Yes. And, and you look at the... When you think you also want the guy who is winning... To well, a point. But listen, if you as long get, as he's not, you know, a stone-faced bore fest sure. that so, so, doesn't so know yes, how to talk to all people. All that stuff, uh, what I say, take with a grain of salt. A mediocre driver in a great race car will win two races a year. A great driver in a mediocre race car will never win unless the planets Correct. line up. Sure, okay. It's the crew chief, it's the right. equipment. But if you get a Schumacher funding, okay, just for existence, yes. for example, if you've got a top pro team with people that know what they're doing and they can choose a driver, again, you know, Far be it for me to call the shots, but I would rather have, again, in this conversation that I was having, pretending you're not here, I'll just tell him the conversation. Yeah, you can leave. The, 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 the conversation I was having was I understand that situation sure. where we want the new fresh face or the whatever. I, I get it. I can comprehend it. But if you can have, if you can have somebody with a lot of knowledge Right. Who also has proven themselves a winner, who has a fan base, yes. and and he's a good front man, knows how to promote the product, which That's a lot of he's excellent That's at. That's a lot of check marks. That, yes, that, well, that one's a biggie, being able to be out there and, hey, hey, right. you're, you're quick so, on camera. communicate about the car. When you make a run, be able right. to come back and say, so, so I think this so, is what so it is. Where, what's, well, but, what's lacking, though? Where, where would the lacking be? I don't understand the potential sponsors. Well, well, just call me. Yes. What would the lacking be? The guy the guy can, he's quick on camera, he's fun, he's active, he, he, he's got a whole following, so why would you go with a 20-some-year-old nobody right. who hasn't earned their way, who 
he might have a following, but who knows if he's a drip on camera well, or not? Well, but that who knows if he's got any class or not? Yeah, well, they're not going to get the ride unless they bring money too. So if that I, 20, I know how right. that works. If I, that know, 20, I know that If background. that 20-something got a marketing degree and is busting their butt out there, and the guy I like right now is Blake Alexander. Young guy, aggressive. Josh Hart, I'd say the same thing about him. Yeah. They've been great at getting money. They will wind up being great race car drivers because they've surrounded themselves with good people because they've put themselves in a position through their hard work to do it. So it's back to the drag racing deal. There's not 500 sponsors waiting there for money. There's not sure. Don Schumacher with eight empty cars saying, let me pick the people to fill this. There's, right. there's somebody with a car that says, you can bring in 250 grand, but he can bring in a million three. Right. Um, Maybe you're a little better, but he can bring in a million three. I can hire a better crew chief. Right. I can have more spare parts. Right. We can go to two more races. I'm taking you. I, I understand well, that. Formula I understand one that. really does that. But in, yeah. of course. That's but in this one. particular scenario, just talking well, about him, well, I, he's coming with world championships. Well, but yes. I want to, uh, trust me, I'd, I'd love to be a 100% advocate of your, your theory, your, your <laughs> stance on that, because I'd love to be back in a race car. Sure. I would yeah. love that. And I'm 56. Don or uh, John Forrest is yeah, you're 46. An, exactly. Right. Don Forrest. Work tough, it, man. Gee, What's wrong with you? John Forrest. Exactly. Good for life. Going here and you John Forrest is 73 and right. still That's winning. Right. Yes. But he's an outlier on that. Yes. There's a shelf life. Look, you get these younger guys. I can still drive a race car. And I think I've learned some things over the years that would be beneficial over the course of a season versus a younger driver. So you could say their synapses are a little bit faster, their uh, visual acuity is slightly better, but I think my experience could probably offset that. Sure. Uh, so how do you get back in that car? You find money. Right. So uh, here's the problem. I'm gone 12 hours a day to get an eight-hour paycheck with my drive. By the time I get home, staying awake's a, a big feat. Where are you going to go look for money? It, it's just mm. how much do you have to work? I'll tell you this. I want to be back in a car. I'd love to be back in a car. I, I love the fans. When I went out to Pomona, I just, oh, I don't just miss the car. I, I miss the people. It's a wonder. But you know what? I'm okay on either side of the rope. From the, the, the uh, pit side of the rope with the crew looking at the fans, I love that. From the fan side of the rope looking at the cars, I love that too. I'd like sure. to get back in the helmet, though. I, I truly would. You know what I was impressed? That I, I didn't share this with you. Yeah. So I, I bumped into him at the track, actually called him ahead of time, said, hey, we, we're hanging out. We met out at Clay Milliken's pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got okay. to sit we down with him. It's another there. amazing, oh, super amazing. Cool. Very yeah. much. Super cool guy. The guys at Comp really love him. I mean, I met. I did a bunch of work for Comp for like seven, eight years, and I got to meet Clay. There's a self-made guy. Yes. Perfect very example. Much so. Very much so. Awesome so guy. When I was, when I was, I had talked with friends afterwards, that, and I've known you for a little bit, but he, he one of the cool things about him is how grounded he was. He wasn't, he, and I'm sure with all the connections, he, again, pretending he's not here, mm -hmm. with all the connections he has, he wasn't wearing any mega passes, right. all sure. access, everything. He was right. just walking around right. with his son. Had to pay for right. my ticket. That's it. He was yeah. just walking around with his son, <laughs> hanging out and, and, and digging right. the racing, which was right. which was very humbling for me. I'm like, that, that dude like right. ruled the roost here. You so know, and he, he so didn't if you'd like call to sponsor, <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor Jack Beckman, yeah. just call oh, by the way, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Steve Stroke. Because yeah. I'm going to take two percent. He's got his agent. Oh, you can take twenty percent so if we get enough. I got that. You can reach film. him at uh, five 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 yeah. five so, five five five. Hey, here's an interesting thing, and you want to talk about making opportunities for yourself. And before that, I want to say one thing: if I never get another ride in the car. I got a paycheck. Don't say for, that. It, it, no, I'm saying okay. if I never yeah, don't did. Don't put that in the okay. yes. I, I, And I want you to know this because I knew one day this would end and it probably wouldn't end the way I wanted it to. Like Perdome and Bernstein got to retire on their own accord. Bernstein came back out when his son got injured. But what right. I'm saying is they were done. They'd accomplished what they wanted to. Sure. The rest of us, we run out of money. If I never get back in the car, I got more out of drag racing than I deserve or ever dreamed about. I that know being deserve. said, it sounds like you earned it. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, look, the right people were there to help me, but I mm -hmm. think I made good decisions to open the doors to meet sure, the right people. Enough. I'd right. love to be back in a car soon. So NHRA said, hey, would you like to come and talk to the Top Eliminator Club? I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm here with my son, Jason. I want to, my dad's 85. He flew out from Dallas. I want to, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, go, I'll come talk to him. So I was up there talking to him. The fans asked some questions and whatnot. And then I'm leaving and a guy walks up to me and he said, here's my business card. Call me. Maybe I can help you. Maybe. Nice. Maybe that's, so I, I talked to him yesterday and, and maybe, I mean, but you, but that's how that know. works though, right? Is, it, exactly. I, I, it is how that works. I'm not a marketing major. We're not all not Bob Florine here at ARP who understands <laughs> 
the psyche of marketing. I'm not great at that, but you're right. He is a genius. At right. that. And yeah. he also looks much better with his hair long. But you? it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think most so. people do. I, I mean, Bob's right behind the camera, but he gets younger looking every time I see him, which clearly, means, clearly means my eyesight's going to hell. Huh? Wow. But, okay. but anyway, well, that, well, that was a backhanded compliment. What, what, what's that saying? <laughs> One of my favorite drag racers, Joe Amato, used to say it. We said, luck's where preparation meets opportunity, right? So, right. so maybe I'll get lucky. But you never know. By, by being you in never the right know what the contact is going to be that pops open a new door and stuff happens because you you are as steve has said you are you are truly the, the full package i mean you've got the talent you've got the spokesperson you, well, you talk the I talk the you got the information I, like. I want classy people exactly that know what they're doing the, and, the fact that I you, thought you wanted me steve well, okay. yeah oh well, okay. so, uh, who's coming in not not so. not 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 on well actually finish your thought and then i got a question no i just I, and i also because you know I love all that history. You have an amazing library of, we of have, books we and have, things. We have compared have libraries. Compared? Yeah, wow. he's got he's got a forceful library as well. I bet, but yeah, you know, I got to I got to say though, but having all of the talents that you have, I can't imagine somebody wouldn't find this to be an attractive package. I, I get the deal with the younger younger kids, and it may be just me talking at my age, but the situation is very simple. That when you have all these different things that come together, that is the smarter play than trying to train well, talking somebody. economics, he already has a fan base. Yes, he does. Well, he doesn't he does. He has a following. He has, has a following. And I, I get like the, and I get the dollar signs. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're talking millions of dollars. But for to full get. clarity for your guys' listeners, I don't want you guys to assume that the picture is there's all these young kids getting hired to drive these nitro cars. When no, you get to the I, top of I the pyramid, yeah. when you get to the top of the pyramid, Small club. it's still the folks that are bringing something to the table. Now, what is it that you bring to the table? Is it a million fans on Instagram? The one with a million dollars is going to get get more yeah, rides than I the one with a million fans on Instagram. Right. So, so right. all I'm saying is, at the end of the day, I understand the rules. Whether I agree with them or not, we're bound to play by them. Right. I need to work to find funding. If I can bring some more funding in, I believe there's a team out there that will push the rest of the way and get the rest of the funding for that team. So currently we're about a million four shy. Okay. How much you need, Jack? About a million four. Okay. Well, maybe you can find an escalator company. <laughs> it, yeah. So it takes, <laughs> look, look, if you've got trucks, trailers, parts, funny cars, spares, if you've got everything in a warehouse ready to go racing, to run the car at the championship level yeah. for a year, it's about 3.2 to 3.5 million. Tim Wilkerson does it for less, and I can't understand how he does. But remember, he's owner, he's driver, he's crew chief, and he doesn't take a salary. So you just cut out two oh, well, of the salaries. Yeah, there there. You, that's how he does it. Yes. Yeah. So, so it still doesn't make but, it. But for the two, for mortals, it more than two to hire the yeah. nine people it takes to run the car aside from the driver to maintain the trucks and trailers, the travel expenses and all that. It's it's about three point two to three point five million to run at a championship level for a year. Compare that to thirty million for NASCAR, hundred and fifty million per car because they're all two car teams in F one. It's exponentially less expensive because there's only seven mechanics. Right. Whereas you got a qualifying crew, a shop crew, an engine crew, a shock a, a person, shock and, a, and a race sure. day crew right. for NASCAR. You get the same seven guys for drag racing. Yeah. Here's a question. Uh, so uh, outside people who are fans of it, and they go, because one of the cool things, as we know about NHRA, is your, your entry pass is a pit pass. You can walk around. You can see the, yes, the crews working the on the cars. Yes. So those guys at the top level, double A fuel, let's say a funny car or or dragster, uh, those seven guys we're talking about, is that their full time job? Yes. That is yes. that they oh, are hired is. employees. They so, don't go yeah, home bet. and have a different job. Correct. Where it gets yeah. difficult. Play where it gets really <laughs> yeah. Where it gets really difficult. You what? take a guy like Gary Dencham, who has dr dr yes, driven sure. a nitro funny car since 1971, and I inducted him into the Hall of Fame. Again, goosebump moment. So Gary is doing it on a tight budget, limited number of races with part-time crew guys. Think about this for a second. Ron Caps' Napa team, those seven guys, and there's girls that do this as well, that's all they do. They get pretty damn good at it. Gary Dencham's got guys that come to three races a year and go work a regular job. How much practice does that bottom end guy have at sliding under there with the air ratch or electric yeah. now, knocking the oil pan off, taking the rod caps right. off? It's hard to be fast when you don't do it frequently. It's hard to be perfect when you do it on a part-time basis. I got some bad news. 
We got to wrap it up. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do. Oh, that leaves that means right. it was fun and it we, went fast. Yeah. Well, I, I will have over to, an hour, man. We'll have to do it again to, to yes. do a to do a, another question because I want to ask you what they thought about uh, Tony Stewart smoke coming in. He looks like he's loving it. I having a great time. Love Tony Stewart, Excellent. a down to earth hot rodder. If ever there was one, he's got two thumbs up in my book. Excellent. Yeah, he, and he seems like he's going to be a good ambassador. He's the he's real having a deal. Great time and. All of his teams, everybody on his two race teams, loves him. That yeah. ought to tell you something. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah, that's good. Well, awesome. good to hear. Well, then we can leave on a high happy note. And uh, You're welcome, Tony. Put, put to, yeah, indeed. And potential uh, sponsors, so just give him a ride, would you? So you that, two can reach this simple. demographic. There that's you go. right. You Perfect. can. That's right. So we've learned a lot. I think. I think we've. Won I think we've learned many things yes. here at Car Guy Confessions without Jeff Smith that's at the right. moment. Yes. And I'm still kind of weird being in the center. Seat. I know. It was. It was. This was a good one though. Yeah, I enjoyed the heck out of this. It doesn't Sorry. seem awkward at all to Thank see you in the center, Steve. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Center yeah. square. It's like so. So yeah. Just stop. You can be piggy cast. So of course we'd like to thank our sponsor ARP, and you can get on the web and go to ARP dash bolts.com and again they have uh you know what i'll just break the wall bob how many pages is the new catalog well talk uh, about almost 200 pages. 200 pages almost 200 pages of of bolts and nuts fasteners and everything else and at the highest quality level yes. not only looking but obviously functioning that your life depended on it many times so engines I, staying together i i just rebuilt my street rod it had 1983 arp rod bolts i would have reused them except we put new rods in at, at 500 horse i run arp rod bolts because i don't have to think about them you at don't 11, have to think about horsepower ran arp rod bolts because i don't have to think about that's them. right that's it. And that, well, there you go. I can't say anything Just more than that. So think thank about you, everybody. Them. Thanks for turning in. We had a great time, and I'm sure we can drag uh, Jack back again for another NHRA history review. <laughs> See you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye.